Um, and then the second half of that verse is like a companion of fools suffers harm. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you get dumber, like wise gets wise. Mm-hmm. No, you get hurt. Yeah. Like, and if students yeah. don't have that, if they don't have someone to that's been ahead of them mm-hmm. and can walk alongside them in that, they're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Maybe not physically hurt, but like hurt. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today is a unique episode. I have two guests here with me, and we're going to be talking about something. And and before we dive into the topic, I want you to know what we're talking about today is really important to the future of society, to the future of the church, to the future of culture around us. And so if you're tempted to be like, hey, I don't know if this is really a relevant conversation, uh, you're going to want to stay tuned and, and listen and, and be praying about maybe how you might be a part of uh, what I believe God's having us do as a church and kind of what the future is. So I'm sitting here right now. My two guests are Mike Branton and Zach Adamson. Gentlemen, thank you for being here on the podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. And you guys are here because you guys have been working with students at Sun Valley. You guys have uh, together a lot of experience mm-hmm. and a lot of understanding of this generation. When we talk about uh, Gen Z and even the generation coming up after Gen Z, which I think the most recent I've heard is they're being referred to as Gen Alpha. Mm-hmm. And so we've made it all the way through the alphabet, I guess. And we're <laughs> yes. working our way back yes. up to the Greek alphabet. Um, but we're going to talk today about... This generation, because there's there's a lot of confusion, there's also a lot of fear, I think, that people have of this mm-hmm. generation, specifically when it comes to what we've seen regarding faith mm-hmm. and what this generation believes and what does the future of the church look like and, and all of that. So uh, all that said, Mike, real quick, can you give us a quick introduction of yourself and who you are and what you do at Sun Valley? Yeah, I'm Mike Branton. I'm the student ministries pastor here. I've been doing student ministries uh, nationally and in the local church for 20 years mm-hmm. now. All right. Cool. Zach? I'm Zach Adamson. I'm our student pastor over at our South Gilbert campus, uh, and I've been at Sun Valley for a little over five years now. So, yeah. yeah for those of you who don't know Zach, I'm a huge fan of Zach. Zach's actually my kid's youth pastor, mm. and uh, super grateful for your ministry and the impact that you have had and continue to have yeah. at Sun Valley and in school campuses all around the Valley. And so, Zach, thanks for being here with us. So, guys, let's talk a little bit right now. What What is the current state? Uh, because there's a lot of data out there. There's a lot of studies, things like that. What's the current state of this generation when it comes to faith? Let's Let's start there. Yeah, so just looking at data, Barna, which is one of the biggest like research groups out there, mm-hmm. um, they just did the biggest teen study that they've ever done before. They they surveyed twenty five thousand teens, um, and they looked at three areas of faith. So they looked at teens in Jesus, mm-hmm. teens in the Bible, and then teens in justice. Okay. Um, and before we go into any of those like results, uh, I want to say like, well, we're going to talk about things that are difficult. Uh, being a teenager has always been difficult. Sure. Like, like if you remember back new. to when <laughs> yeah. uh, you were a teenager, it was it was hard. And there were cultural things that you were dealing with now. So uh, I don't know if we can ap- actually like talk about it in difficulties, mm-hmm. but we can talk about it in differences for sure. Yeah. Um, and so as we look at this generation and the differences that they struggle through, um, it's there are some glaring things, but there's also some really hopeful things as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when we look at the state of teenagers and and their faith, uh, I would pull out one of the conversations about teens and Jesus. So mm-hmm. out of all of the teenagers surveyed, there was uh, kind of three big findings with teens and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
there were 61% of teens said that they believe Jesus was crucified on the cross. Mm-hmm. And these are, these are, these are Christian, Christian teens. teens. Okay. 61%. Wow. Right. Which means 39% don't. Right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Uh, and then 50% of those teenagers believe that he rose from the dead. Wow. So uh, half of quote yeah. unquote Christian teens would say, yeah, we, yeah. we don't believe in a resurrection. So I'm, right. I'm going negative on all this. Right. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. And then 32% of teens believe that Jesus is actually working today. Wow. Yeah. And one of the, like, even I saw the same research mm-hmm. and there's something that like 87% of that study said that they themselves could make a positive impact on mm-hmm. today's world, mm-hmm. but yet only 30 of them, 30% of them believe that like Jesus can do that as well. Wow. So, that they, Jesus is, so they would say, I, I have a better odd of having a positive impact on the world than, than, than Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Right. Yeah. Everything that you guys said, super bleak. Uh, really, really depressing if you really think about it. Okay. Um, yet at the same time, so Zach, I want to ask you this question because you're, you're on school campuses, you're doing FCA stuff, which is fellowship of Christian athletes. You're at a lot of different public schools. You're around Mm -hmm. kids who would say, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus, as well as kids who are far from that. What's what's the picture, the snapshot that you see when you interact with teens? What, give us kind of like, what what do you see culturally amongst our our teens? Yeah, I would say the most common thing I see, and this is like the spectrum of, I'm a believer of Jesus and I'm walking with Mm -hmm. Jesus, or I don't know who Jesus is. Uh, The one of the things that stands out to me most in all the students I interact with, mostly in schools, uh, is that they're super eager to do something. Yeah. Um, I can walk through a hallway to school and say, hey, I got donuts, come mm-hmm. hang out at FCA, and the entire hallway will come and join Yeah, for the reason of donuts. Yeah. They're eager to do something, um, or they're, hey, I'll, I'll pray. I've never prayed before, mm-hmm. but I'll pray for this huddle or whatever we're doing, and I'll, I'll introduce a speaker because I don't have a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't know what prayer is, but I know who he is, and I can introduce him. So these students are willing to be a part of something yeah. that one, – one of the things that I, I've seen in the studies as well as observed firsthand is even though if you look at, Mike, the metrics that you're talking about, mm-hmm. there, there seems to be this kind of absence of faith, but there's this openness to spiritual things. Yeah. yeah. And there's almost this deconstruct happening of everything that that feels like old institutional church. Mm. This generation's going. I don't know if I trust that. I don't know if I want anything to do with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're seeking and they're longing and they're wanting something, and and they're open to having spiritual conversations mm-hmm. and things in in that that realm. Yeah. So the crazy thing is, you talked about the alpha generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barna dubbed this the open generation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the difference between the Christians surveyed and the people who profess not to be a Christian, uh, it was only off by you know ten percent of wow. things. So, so know, the beliefs are almost no different right. for the kid who says, yeah, I'm a Christian and the kid who says, so a lot of those kids probably are saying I'm Christian because grandma was a Christian sure. or yeah. it's more of an association by family than it is by personal conviction. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned a couple other categories in the, the survey. So talk, talk briefly about what, what about teens, this generation and their view of the Bible? Do you, do you have any of that off the top of your head? By the yeah. way, I'm really impressed that you have all these stats memorized. I don't know. There's no cue cards on the table if you're just listening to this right now. Um, yeah, teens in the Bible. Uh, this one was actually a little more encouraging than mm. I think teens in Jesus. Because if you get Jesus wrong, you get almost everything wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we were looking at this, uh, the, the Bible um, aspect of it was a little more encouraging. Okay. So uh, is the Bible true? Over 50% of, of any any teen surveyed was like, yeah, there's truth here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
absolute truth, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But is there truth here? Yes. So um, the the crazy thing is, though, um, the highest percentage was like 67% of teams haven't read the Bible because mm-hmm. they don't feel like they have enough time. Okay. I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we need to figure out how to make some time. Well, uh, some of the stats on, you know, they spend six hours, seven hours, sometimes more on screens. Yep. So as a as an adult, you might go, you have so much time. <laughs> right. But yep. to them, they're consumed by those things and they're going, I, I'm always, there's always something else vying for my attention. Yeah. Well, yeah. going back to the open generation thing is mm-hmm. they're open, they're getting pulled from, they're learning from TikTok and YouTube mm-hmm. and all these social media platforms when in reality are there some good content on there? Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I learn things from TikTok all the time, mm-hmm. but I also have filters on of I'm seeking out certain information when sure. I'm going on those platforms. So. Yeah. yeah. And they don't necessarily have those filters. Yeah. yeah. But that was encouraging to me. Cause it's like, if we can create environments, if we can give opportunity, if we can encourage that way, mm-hmm. just to find a little bit of time, create the space, create the time. Yep. Yeah. They're open to seeking truth from the Bible, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Present the truth of the Bible in a way they can understand, yeah. they can comprehend it, they can begin to learn and study it on their own. Yeah, uh, and and they are capable. One of the things is this mm. is this is an incredibly and some people be like, I don't know, because they're always on screens. They're an incredibly <laughs> yeah. intelligent generation. Yeah, they have more data, more information, more yeah. access to information than any generation in the history of mankind. And sometimes you might go, well, that might make you dumber, but uh, they they actually have a wealth of knowledge and yeah. a surprising wealth of experience via other people because of social media. Yep. because of all the connectedness to other people's yeah. stories and journeys and yeah. and all of that. Um, so yeah, they're not dumb. Yeah. yeah. And reality is, right, they're wired a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So they could be watching a screen, but really taking in something else mm-hmm. uh, that that's different than what's on the screen. Like mm-hmm. they're just, they've grown up with it. And so they're used to it. And so even just having it on while they're typing or doing homework, like it's just kind of their world, mm-hmm. right? And so- um, yeah, I'm encouraged by that that aspect that if we create the right environment, the right type of space mm-hmm. and encourage them to find the time to do it, that that I mean God's word even says like it's not going to come back void, right? Mm-hmm. So, super encouraged. There was a third category real quick. Can you hit what what the study found in that third category? Yeah, teens and justice. Okay. Um this one's all over the map, right? Because there's um a cultural thing for social justice, Mm -hmm. which is different than biblical justice. Mm -hmm. And so the lines get blurred a lot for this generation on what's just like good and right and, and what everyone else is, is kind of into in the moment for justice versus biblical justice. And so um, that one is really scattered. Um, But the good news in it all, right, is that they they do take action. Mm -hmm. They do want to be a part. They do want to solve issues that Mm -hmm. are that are in the world. So they might not have all the information, but they're interested in application. Absolutely. And so it's kind of this, you know, where there's if if I could generalize, and it it does kind of help us save time when we generalize a little bit here. If I look back a generation, I look back when I grew up in in church and youth ministry, we were more interested in having information and having you know. Do you know all the Bible verses? Do you have all the knowledge? Do you all that? Right. And we never really talked a whole lot about the application sure. side yeah, of it. Yeah. So there's kind of this pendulum swing yeah. now. Um, one of the things I, I will say, and if you're listening, you're like, man, this is really discouraging. Um, I, I see opportunity mm. in all the stats that, that we're talking about mm. uh, where we could go, oh, the sky is falling and you know, right. the, the future <laughs> is so dismal. I look back at – if we look at the ministry of Jesus – 
uh, before Jesus started going around and shoulder tapping fishermen and and mm. and a lot of teenagers that were kind of these apprentices and and all of that, uh, there were there were no followers of Jesus. There were zero on the planet. And and yet we don't look at that time and go, man, that was dismal. We just go, wow, look at what Jesus did. And if we do the things that Jesus did, uh, there will be Jesus followers. Mm-hmm. There, will, there will be a generation who grows up knowing Jesus, mm-hmm. knowing uh, the power of following him, applying the things that he's taught and seeing the impact that that has in their own life mm-hmm. and in people around them. And, and so let's talk about what are some of the opportunities that you guys see when it comes to this generation, student ministry, what it is that we do yeah. as a church or even just capital C church at large. Sure. Yeah. I think one of the coolest things that excites me of like why I wake up every day and it's like me being a youth pastor is not like, oh man, I got to clock in from Uh this time to this time. Like it's genuinely a love and passion for, for, of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the coolest things, the opportunity that I see is because students are so eager to do something, Mm -hmm. um, what would it look like for us to walk alongside them and coach them, teach them, and whatever there is they're doing in the message, like 87% of kids say, I can make a positive impact. Mm-hmm. Well, what if we can take that percentage and apply, what does the Bible say about that? Like, mm-hmm. let's take the Great Commission, for example. Yeah. If we can apply, hey, Jesus commanded us to go into all the world, mm-hmm. not just because you feel like you should, but mm-hmm. that's what Jesus commanded us. If we can apply the Bible, yeah. what they're already eager to do, man, how cool is that, that they're reaching people for Jesus and not just reaching people? Well, and the message of the Bible is, and Jesus says, I'm going to give you a helper. Mm. And, and yeah. this helper, this advocate, who's going to give you these gifts mm. and empower you to make mm. an impact in Jesus' name in the world, that's not just an impact for however long you have followers on whatever social media platform. Yeah. This is an impact that that's going to ripple into eternity. Um, that. Who who doesn't want to be a part of that? This life goes quick. It's and I think again, there's a generation going. What do I want to do with my life? What kind yeah. of impact do I want yep. to leave? Not necessarily just like, oh, how much money do I want to make by the time I retire? They're, right. they're thinking differently. Yep. And they're thinking, what what kind of impact do I want to have? Well, the Bible gives the best answer to how to have a great impact mm-hmm. in this world and how to have an impact that's going to outlive you, outlast you. Which, mm-hmm. to your point, yeah, will resonate and does resonate with this generation. Yeah. 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 What are some of the other opportunities that, that you guys see with? So anecdotally, right? I I think. If a student does make that shift and, and, and says yes to Jesus and they're in, uh, I think we see that action piece start to play out more. So mm-hmm. students are serving, uh, students yeah. are giving. Um, jumping into a small group. Yeah, mm-hmm. jumping into small groups. They're, they're active on their campus with their faith. Mm. Um, whereas, like you said, maybe past generations dealt with things differently and they were like, I just need to learn all this stuff and not mm-hmm. do a bunch of things. I think we just need to somehow find the, the medium, right? Um, because if, if we're on stage and we say Moses or David mm-hmm. or Jonah, uh, there's no context there because they're like, I don't know who that is, mm-hmm. but I'm ready to go like, like fight yep. this battle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So uh, the encouraging part is like, I think, I think the, the doing part is like, innate. Mm-hmm. Like they're very entrepreneurial. They're like, oh, I don't, I don't necessarily need to do all of this or all of this. I can, I can focus in and, and mm-hmm. find my craft early on in high school. Uh, they are uh, super, um, super into like social justice. And if we can shift that to biblical justice, mm-hmm. they're, they're activists. They're, they're going to get, what do you mean? Cause you involved. keep saying social justice, biblical justice. How would you define the difference between, between the two? Yeah, social justice kind of changes with the tide, mm-hmm. right? Um, kind of here's the big issue at hand. Um, 
whether it's, you know, biblical or not, it's just like the shiny thing mm-hmm. that's out there right now. Kind of a flavor of the month or a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where biblical justice is like, these are, these are the core things that the Bible talks about that Jesus champions that, you know, take care of... Orphans and widows. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah like the, the staples that will never change where these are mm-hmm. kind of just like... Uh, What's going on right now? Yeah. Why are we so... What's trending? Why are yep. we so involved mm-hmm. in that? Yeah. Um, and so, but, but they're... They're active in those things. Mm-hmm. And so I I feel like the... And there are times that even the trending things at their core would align with what... Oh, 100%. Biblical, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just don't want those to shift yeah. like the next month. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We want those to stay consistent. Um, but I think if we if we find this, this, this ground where we take all of that energy and all of mm-hmm. that, like this culture has this like... Uh, I'm going to use an old word to define a young generation, like this gumption, mm-hmm. right? To go out and do these things. If we can pair that with biblical knowledge and like the saving grace of Jesus, yeah. uh, then, then really they're unstoppable. Yeah. That's so good. That's also the first time the word gumption's ever been used on this podcast. We're over a hundred episodes. First and last. <laughs> but no, that's such a great point. And, and again, you guys, you, you guys keep talking about walking alongside kind of coaching alongside. Mm-hmm. Um, when Jesus started this, for lack of a better term, this, this movement, this revolution, mm-hmm. this, you know, there's there's a different way, the ways of the kingdom of heaven. He didn't come in and say, guys, I'm going to create an institution and mm-hmm. I'm going to, I right. want you to be a part of it. He came in relationally. And what yeah. you guys keep talking about is is relationship. Talk about uh, the importance of adults and, and other people speaking into the lives of, of teens. Because even as a parent, I've seen firsthand, I've seen it in working in youth ministry like you, Mike, for mm. decades now. Uh, but I've seen it even with my own kids, the importance mm. of having other adults speaking into the lives of our kids. Our ministries aren't built on, hey, come to this show, come to this production. It's, mm. hey, yeah, there's going to be some fun stuff and some cool things at campuses and all of that. But it's, yeah. it's really uh, funneling towards relationship yeah. and, and connecting adults to teens and teens to other teens who are on this journey of figuring mm. out who, who was I created to be? Who has God made me to be? Talk about that relationship of our adults and teens and the importance of that. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll jump into it. I think for me, when I was in high school, so the year I was born is technically like year one of Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am Gen Z and-, and you're, you're the leading, elder Gen Z. Yeah, I'm, I'm leading <laughs> yeah. the pack. Uh-huh. Um, but for me, I found the most value when I was in high school, when I had a, a coach and a mentor that I'm still very close with today mm-hmm. um, that just took me under his wing and gave me wisdom. And mm-hmm. and luckily he was a, a Christian guy as well. So it mm-hmm. wasn't just wisdom, but it was biblical wisdom. Yep. And he walked alongside me and invited me and gave me things that I never probably shouldn't have never had responsibility over, mm-hmm. but he trusted me and coached me. And so for us today in the church world, like it's the same thing. We expect students to just go to school to learn, mm-hmm. but in reality, church is the same way. And it's really hard to learn by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so when you're saying, hey, well, you got your Bible app, just go sit alone in a room and read your mm-hmm. Bible app. Well, that's not going to happen because TikTok is also on your phone. Yeah. Um, so how can we partner adults to, hey, let's do a reading plan together. Mm-hmm. And let's, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to text you every single day. And did you read it? Did mm-hmm. you, and check in on you. But then also share in the wins, share in the lows, share in all the things in life yeah. and not just try to teach them, but just genuinely do life with them. Mm-hmm. Um, that for me would made the biggest impact on my life. And so how could we replicate that in, in the, ch- in the church world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're reaching hundreds and hundreds of students here at Sun Valley. Mm-hmm. So when you ask like, what's the important of a, an adult in their life? Um, it's massive mm-hmm. because Zach and I, we can't, we can't, you know, on a relational level, connect with that many students. Yeah. Uh, so having volunteers is a huge deal. 
um, in Proverbs thirteen twenty, right? Walk with the wise and become wise. That's what we want for our students. We mm-hmm. want wise adults who are following yeah. Jesus to just walk alongside mm-hmm. the students so they become a little more wise along the way. Yeah. Um, but the and second quick, half- quick plug here, if you're listening and you're like, I'm an adult and I have some experience and all that. You don't have to have everything figured out <laughs> yeah. right, uh, to be a leader. Now, you have to love students and you have to be able to pass a background check. So I'm yeah. going to go ahead and throw <laughs> yes. that out right now. Um, but yeah, there's, there is something to just like, hey, I, I have some life experience. I've been following Jesus mm-hmm. and I've learned some things and I can I can walk alongside you in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the second half of that verse is like, a companion of fools suffers harm. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you get dumber. Like wise gets wise. Mm -hmm. No, you get hurt. Like, and if students don't have that, if they don't have someone to, that's been ahead of them Mm -hmm. and can walk alongside them in that, they're going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Maybe not physically hurt, but like hurt. There's a lot of pain in the future for that that kid. Yeah. Um, And there's, there's somebody listening right now that can help a kid, lots of kids avoid Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. and, and experience what, again, what God's created them for and have an impact in eternity. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to make a turn because we're talking a lot in this season about camp camps on our kind of forefront of the radar. We're talking about it as a church. Uh, We're talking about going into Christmas, doing the special offering where a hundred percent of that's going to go towards helping kids Mm -hmm. go to camp. Our Mm -hmm. goal is to send 3000 kids to camp this next Mm -hmm. summer, uh, which is a lot of logistics. Let's do it. it. (laughs) um, Why, why is camp such a key strategy? Strategy and us helping really equip, empower, reach a generation um, that that in the grand scheme of the country we're we're kind of losing. Why is that such a key strategy? Yeah, I think I think it's twofold. Talking through students and leaders, mm-hmm. uh, we don't just send students to camp; we send leaders to camp as well. Yeah. And so it's a it's a week of highly relational time mm-hmm. where you're away from whatever home situation or school situation, whatever you're leaving that, mm-hmm. and you get this focus on. What is Jesus trying to do in my life right now? Yeah. And you think, well, I went to camp last year. They might be teaching the same things this year. Mm-hmm. That could be true, but you're probably in a different space from last year to this year. And mm-hmm. so what is something new that Jesus is trying to teach you this year? Mm-hmm. It's just like, why go every year or whatever? Because Jesus is still showing up every single year. Yeah. And he doesn't just show up at camp. He's showing up throughout the world all the time. Yeah. But camp just give us a focus where mm-hmm. we're with an adult, we're with our friends. We have this focus on what is he teaching us now in this moment? Yeah. Yeah. I I would piggyback on that. And you're right on. There's If you've ever had an experience, if you're listening right now, you've ever had an experience where you felt like God was speaking to you, whatever, mm-hmm. my guess is there was a moment where, whether it was through pain or whether it was through maybe getting away from all the noise and out mm-hmm. of the distractions and out of the routine mm-hmm. where you were on a retreat or you were out somewhere, you were watching mm-hmm. a sunrise or you're out in nature or something yeah. and, and you can just hear God clearly. Well, camp is that for students and their noise level, the volume they have on their lives. Yeah. If your noise level is maybe at a 10, they're at like a hundred. Yeah. And so to be able to turn down that noise for a week, God does incredible things. I've seen it again and again. You guys have seen it again and again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jesus modeled this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. He got away mm-hmm. uh, and he was refreshed from the father. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't call it camp, but that's what it was, mm-hmm. right? In, in a sense. Uh, and so when we are able to take students out of their normal everyday environment and get them into this place where they can hear from their father, mm-hmm. uh, amazing things happen. These mm-hmm. we I call it flag in the sand moments or just like light bulb moments yep. uh, mm-hmm. where even, even years down the road, they can look back at that moment that God did that in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it would be drastically different if they, if they mm-hmm. never took that time away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Well, I'm going to ask that everybody who's listening to the podcast, watching the podcast, I'm going to ask that you would uh, you would join us in, in praying for this generation. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, what I believe God is doing. Um, I'm not pessimistic. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic of of what yeah. God has in store. I think it's just there's a new way of reaching a generation, and and I think in a lot of ways it's actually really really good and yeah. really really healthy. And so be praying about that. Also, uh, be praying about as we're doing the special offering what. Uh, you could do to be a part of that. My wife and I are talking about what are we going to do. Um, we're planning on giving more than we would, you know, normally give above and beyond our regular yeah. uh, tithe, and and doing that because we believe wholeheartedly that it's a good investment in investing in this generation and investing in camp. And so, uh, if you want to give, you can go to give.sv.cc uh, to be a part of that. Um, but be praying with us about this generation, guys. Thank you for what you're doing, and I yeah. know that you guys represent a whole team uh, and, and an even bigger team of volunteer leaders that are helping this generation know Jesus, follow Jesus, yeah. and and Lord willing uh, to grow up to be adults who mm-hmm. love Jesus, lead their families to do the same, and there will be a, a ripple. Uh, that continues beyond all of us. And so thank you guys for that. On behalf of everybody who's listening, thank you. Um, Zach, would you pray for us, pray for camp, pray for uh, student ministry? And um, Can I ask people to think about one more thing before Zach prays? Uh, Giving is an amazing opportunity to help students get to camp, Mm -hmm. um, but we need those wise leaders to come to. Mm -hmm. So maybe be praying about like, hey, should I jump in Mm -hmm. as well? And if you're like, how do I start? You could talk to campus pastor, talk to one of the youth pastors on a campus, yep. go to serve.sv.cc. If you're like, nope, I'm already sold. Where do I sign up? Yep. <laughs> go there, sign up. Um, and yeah, thanks for, for saying that, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Cool. Let me pray. Jesus, thank you for this time. Just thank you for um, how much you love us. Um, that Father, we're figuring out every single day uh, as adults, as students, as kids, um, how to reciprocate that love. Um, Jesus, continue to show us the way, continue to lead us. Um, Father, I just pray for camp. I pray for the the 3,000 students that are going to experience you in a new and fresh way. Um, Father, I pray for the families and the people listening um, that they uh, um, just feel the nudge to, to maybe give or maybe jump in to serve or, or maybe um, they can just support in prayer. Um, Father, thank you for all the ways that you continue uh, to show up in really, really cool ways um, for all your people because you love us. Um, and Father, we thank you for that. I pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.